Well, good afternoon, and thank you for joining me for the Chapel of the Divine Mercy. Let's pray. Let's pray, pray, pray. Let's pray for our country today, okay? Let's, um, I really believe God has blessed the United States of America. And if you look at our early founding, um, you see the fingerprints of God all over it. There are such miraculous encounters and unbelievable stories. There's even stories of supposedly George Washington having an encounter in Valley Forge of a mysterious woman appearing to him. Some people believe it was the, the mother of God. Mysterious fog set in. All sorts of different events took place during key battles. Um, but we as a nation, you know, we as a people, uh, if we stray from the path of God, if we embrace vice rather than virtue, there will be consequence for it. And I, I go back, I look at historical precedent, I look at the cities of Nineveh. You know, they were given warnings. They amended their ways. God was merciful. I look at the cities of Gomorrah and Sodom, and we know what happened to them. So, look, we're living in a very special time. It's a time of great grace. It's a time in which God is sending torrents of mercy. He's sending his mother in every habitable continent. He gave to us this beautiful message of divine mercy through what many believe is a modern-day prophet, St. Faustina. And gave us a prayer that will hold back the hand of God and, and call down his mercy, the chaplet of divine mercy. So let's pray for our leadership. Let's pray for our presidents and for our senators and our congresspeople and for our, our judges. Let's pray for our citizenry. Let's pray for one another. Let's also pray for you. If you have a need, a want, an intention, and I know we all live in our own world, you know, sometimes the international stuff, the national stuff means nothing when we're battling cancer or we're about to lose our home or our car's broken down and we don't have money to, to repair it. So uh, let's pray for your needs, all right? And let's pray for the graces that we need. That's the most important thing, the graces to grow in holiness and in virtue. Our Lady had said that the one who prays does not fear the future. The one who prays does not fear the future. Uh, I don't fear the future. It's in God's hands, and I'm in his. So uh, I want to pray for you. Maggie prays with me today. And by the way, if you want to get in, let me give you the phone number. The phone lines fill up very quickly. But if you want to get your prayer intention in and bring it to our spiritual family here around the country and around the world, here's the hotline to get in, a direct line. It's 888-914-9149. That's 888-914-9149. And uh, that'll bring you right to our call screener who will put you through. Or you could tweet at Maggie. She is on our X account, and that handle is at Drew Mariani Show. That's at Drew Mariani Show. Of course, if you're on YouTube or Facebook or any of the other social media platforms, put your petitions there. Maggie has her eyes on them as well. Maggie, what's coming in? What do you want to pray for today? I just want to lift up continued prayers for little eight-year-old Lexi, whose cancer has come back, and this time it's in her heart and her spine. Uh, prayers that she could be healed. So They're young. asking for intercession through um, Padre Pio. So I want to lift up that prayer. And also, I ran into a friend the other day named Will, who is a lineman for ComEd. And um, he was electrocuted a couple months oh ago. Gosh. Uh, he said he was laid up for three months. He was technically, like, dead for a couple minutes. They re were able to revive him. But he showed me the scar on his arm where the electricity came in and he said on his foot where it went out where what it, wow. i guess it goes out um he said i'm surprised my foot didn't blow off so i i was just like blown away so i just want to pray for him and uh wow. his continued recovery those are high tension wires they just totally. deal with and 
one mistake you can end up dead. Did he have a near-death experience? Did he say he had I, any encounter? I things? asked him. I said, did you see anything or experience anything? He said, no, honestly, I I can't remember anything until like waking up like basically with, with the medics and everything. Um, and even then he said, I didn't know my name. I didn't yeah, know right. where I was. Everything so. gets shorted. Totally. Wow, amazing. Well, we'll pray for him. We'll pray for him for sure. And we'll pray for you. I know a lot of people are online. Let me just share a couple of quick emails that came in here. This person, last week I sent a, a tweet requesting prayers for blood work and an MRI I was about to have. I was very concerned about cancer. I prayed that the results would come back negative for cancer. Well, praise God. I want to share with everyone who prayed, came back negative. And I want to thank Jesus and all of the divine mercy uh, prayer warriors, sincerely, Cindy. Cindy, congratulations on a big answered prayer. This person says, I've been praying the chaplet and the rosary for my daughter and son-in-law who my husband and I haven't seen now in five years. Uh, they were very angry with us, and forgiveness didn't look to be close. We missed watching our granddaughter, Haley, and Marilyn grow up, and we prayed the chaplet. We prayed and asked God for mercy. Then a miracle Two weeks before Christmas, I received a text message from our oldest grandkid, who's now 16 years old, asking if she could come and visit. And I just want to say thank you, Jesus. And she goes on. There was more to the, the email. She says, I'll never stop praying for my daughter and my son-in-law and Drew and Maggie and all of the prayer warriors. Um, thank you for remembering me, and we will remember you in our prayers. And I'll keep their names anonymous here. But she had hashtags at the at the end of her email to me. Hashtag forgiveness. Hashtag God is good. Hashtag prayer is the answer. And I love it. It is. Let's pray. We'll pray for you right now, okay? Let's pray for those miracles that God wants to bestow upon you, for those broken relationships that they may be mended, that marriage may be strengthened. Let's pray for your health. Let's pray for your finances. Let's pray for those wayward children and loved ones. Let's pray for those addictions, okay? We'll turn to the Lord now as we do every day in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You expire, Jesus, but the source of life gushed forth for souls and the ocean of mercy opened up for the whole world. O font of life, unfathomable divine mercy, envelop the whole world and empty yourself out upon us. O blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. O blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. O blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and was born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there, he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body and life everlasting. Amen. Amen. All right, our first call today comes from Hinsdale. Illinois. Hi, Mary. Good afternoon. 
Hi, Drew. Thanks for taking my call. Okay. I would need a request for the prayers to um, find or get out of cyberspace some stocks that I was transferring from one from one company or institution to another, and it seems to have been lost someplace in cyberspace, okay. and it's a, a good amount of money involved and so forth. And I have another real quick request, which I didn't mention, which to this call screener is, I'm going to be having a, an ablation of my heart mm. on February 12th, so please pray for me. Well, we'll pray for your health, first and foremost, and we will pray for that financial issue to be resolved. Uh, I'm sure that's a, a heavy weight on you. But Mary, I'm going to entrust you yeah. right now to the Lord. I'm going to pray for good results for you in both these areas, okay? And Lord, I, I do. I ask for anyone who may be scammed, anyone who is um, finding financial uh, mistakes or improprieties, uh, that they be remedied. And I do give you the heart of Mary here and all those who are having coronary issues. And Lord, I also give you those who have a broken heart and uh, those, Lord, whose hearts are heavy today due to mourning. I give you all these needs and all these intentions. And I just ask that your merciful grace flow and you put into motion answers to these prayers. Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the Whole for the world. sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right. Lakeville, Minnesota is next. Lynn, good afternoon. Hi, Drew. Hi, Maggie. Thank you for um, taking my call. You got it. You got it. Um, I'm calling because I have uh, my grandson was just born a couple days ago and he weighed in at 10 pounds, and now he has hypoglycemia. Um, and I'm just praying that everyone will pray for him and that he'll, you know, um, the hypoglycemia will go away and he'll be happy and healthy. Right. Thank you. We will lift him up. You got it, Lynn. Thank you so much. I pray for all of your intentions. I know you probably have many. But, Lord, I give you this grandmother, and I pray for her son, a grandson, I should say. And, uh, Lord, I pray for all children who are having developmental issues, uh, any child that is ill right now, and for the heavy hearts of those parents and grandparents. I just want to pray for those grandparents that you hear their prayers. I know so many of them are praying that their grandchildren be baptized. I pray that you hear that prayer today. Lord, we thank you for your mercy. We are grateful for it. And I thank you for the promises you gave to St. Faustina for this prayer of the chaplain. And I just asked, as we turn to you, united together that you hear our prayers eternal father i offer you the body blood soul and divinity of your dearly beloved son our lord jesus christ in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole for world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion 
Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the world. sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right. Before we go to Pamela, she's in Frankfurt, Illinois. Let me go to Maggie. She's right here with me. And uh, she's taking your intentions. If uh, for some reason you don't get through on the phones, uh, you can always contact her on our X account, on our Twitter, at Drew Mariani Show. Okay, at Drew Mariani Show. And if you're on Facebook right now watching the, the live stream or on YouTube, you can go to the Drew Mariani Show Facebook page or Relevance and, uh, and join us there. Leave those intentions there. Maggie will give some voice to them. Maggie, what can we pray for? Cindy wrote to us on Twitter. She said, a dear friend is having issues at work. He's having a meeting today at 4 p.m. Pacific, praying for positive outcomes for him. Jesus, we trust in you. Anna wrote to us and she said, I'm praying for my mom, Hilda. Her biopsy came back with not great news and will have surgery to remove the cancer. I'm asking for prayers for successful and blessed outcome. Jesus, we trust in you. Uh, someone with the handle of translator enthusiast um, wrote to us and said, please pray for a principal that is working so hard for his school and facing challenges everywhere he turns. I want to lift up that prayer for all educators that are in the same boat. Uh, on YouTube, Susan is asking for the repose of the soul of the three soldiers whose bodies were mm -hmm. returned to their families today. They're just watching that. She said, Lord, have mercy on them and comfort their families. And Grace says, I have a praise report. Right. Yesterday, I had requested prayers for my sister-in-law, Margaret, who is in the hospital due to chest pain. An angiogram was done. No stents are needed. Yeah. She'll be discharged tomorrow. Thank That's you great. so much for Praise your God. prayers. Amen. Amen, amen. Well, Lord, we thank you for all these answered prayers, large and small, for those answered prayers that are in the offing, because I know you bring good to every situation. And uh, you answer your prayer, every one of our prayers. God, it will either say yes, and sometimes that prayer is answered quickly. Sometimes we have to wait. Sometimes this prayer is not right now, right? Other times it's it's no, but that'll be for your own good, of course. So we submit to your holy will, and we add Pamela to the mix. She's in Frankfurt, Illinois. Hi, Pamela. Hi, um, we're calling to ask for the prayers for our family member. He had a knee surgery that went poorly and it was infected and he just had to have emergency surgery last night. So we're praying for complete healing for him and restoration to his body. Well, that's such a drag. That's, that's well, Pamela, thank you. We'll pray for him. Maggie, your dad just had knee replacement surgery too. Yeah, I am thinking about him as she's praying that. I, God bless, I, I hope he's okay. My, my daughter-in-law's mother had a similar situation and just like Pamela's infection can set in and you can have a, a myriad of problems. So we'll pray right now for complete restoration of health. And Lord, I pray for anyone who's having orthopedic issues, anyone who needs hip, knee, shoulder replacements, whatever is taking place. And I just submit these, these souls to you. We pray for health, Lord. That is a blessing. Health is such a gift. And I pray for good health for, for all who now are praying with me. Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. 
for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right, up next, Anne from San Bernardino, California. Anne, good afternoon. Hi, Drew. Thank you for taking my call. I'd like to pray for my daughter, who's expecting any day now, and um, two friends who also have daughters expecting any day, Julie, Callie, and Krista. And I also want to pray for all the mothers who are headed to abortion clinics right now, that the Holy Spirit fills their heart with His love for their babies and that they turn and walk away from these appointments and give their babies a chance for life. Oh, beautiful. Amen. And thank you for that beautiful prayer. And you know what? I know God heard that prayer. I know there are lives being saved this very moment because of that prayer. And it's not just your prayer united with mine. It's, it's all of our brothers and sisters here. So, Lord, I, I do pray for an end to the culture of death, for the conversion of the hearts of those who advocate for this and are involved in it, for your mercy, Lord. I do pray for any mother who's made the mistake of having an abortion or or man that's been involved in that equation, that you will heal their hearts, heal their memories, allow them to experience your mercy, allow them to forgive themselves. And I pray for the mother now, thinking that she can have this baby, and we just ask that she choose life. And I pray for all of our children. I pray for all those mothers who are pregnant right now, all those having complications and all those with infertility. Um, Lord, I give you life in so many different areas that people struggle with it. We thank you for the gift of it, and we pray, Eternal Father, we offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world all right judy is up next she's in california and i'll try to sneak a few extra calls in to our final decade if you're on hold judy good afternoon Good afternoon, Drew. Good Thank afternoon, Maggie. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. You're welcome, Judy. How can we pray for you? I would like to pray for my mother for good health. Okay. And I would like to pray for my friend whose father is in the ICU right now. All right, well, we'll lift him up right now. We'll pray for those critical intentions, especially for all those in intensive care units, Lord, those in the ERs and NICUs and PICUs and those who are in accidents in this moment, we'll pray for first responders and for all those physicians. And Lord, I just ask for your mercy and for your healing. We pray for Judy and all of her intentions, in particular for her mother and her health. Rosemary is joining us in the Midwest. We'll add her to the final decade here as well. Rosemary, good afternoon. Good afternoon, and thank you. Um, for my brother who's incarcerated for his early release that's coming up and also for a, 
a tumor they found on his thyroid. Hopefully we can have that done at home instead of there. And for his mother-in-law, who's in uh, the hospital right now with a uh, systemic uh, blood disease, let's uh, hope there's... God can help her, and thank you to all the prayer warriors. We'll certainly pray for her, and I'm glad your son's getting out. Right, so we'll pray for his continued uh, well-being. I'm sorry, go right ahead. No, no, no. That's it. Hopefully, he yeah. is early. They can have an early release. It's for my brother. Thank yeah. you. Oh, for you. I'm sorry, your brother. I meant to say. It's okay. Thank no, you. No, my heart goes out. I've, I have a friend who's done time, and, and, and believe me, I, my heart goes out to every prisoner who's listening right now, and every family member who's got a loved one who uh, is incarcerated. And Lord, I just pray for these men and for these women, and I pray for their families. And, you know, it's a corporal work of mercy to visit the imprisoned. And if you've never done it, I suggest maybe you do. Um, it's transforming. You bring hope to those that are incarcerated, and it's, it's such a wonderful way to extend mercy to others. So, Lord, I pray for that. I, I pray for all those with blood disorders. I pray for those with leukemia. And Lord, I pray for those waiting for those blood tests and other tests to come back. Hear their prayers. And Maggie, I know you wanted to jump in. What can we pray for? Yeah, we just got this tweet from someone named Jess. Uh, it says, my name is Jessica from Nigeria. Please pray for the return of peace in my state plateau. My state has been going through the darkest of times with terrorist attacks, leaving orphans, widows, widowers in very large numbers. For the peace of plateau state, Lord, please show your mercy. Wow, what was her name again? Jessica. Jessica, thank you so much for praying with us. And, and we're here. We're one family. You know, we're united. We're only separated by geography, and that's it. But we're not separated uh, by anything else because prayer transcends that. And Nigeria has been suffering unimaginable persecution. Do you talk about Christian persecution? I've talked about it on the air multiple times. Nigeria is one of those places where um, there's been tremendous loss of life, tremendous suffering. So. I'm going to pray for all the Nigerian people. I want to pray for Christians everywhere that are, are suffering profoundly now for, for the faith. We're praying for you, Jessica. Thank you for, for joining us and join us every day. Alma is in Bartlett, Illinois. Alma, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Drew. Thank you so much for taking my call. Um, I just wanted to ask for prayers for my brother, Ruben. He has some mental health issues and addictions, and he's on a rampage right now and has been aggressive towards my mom and my family. Please pray for him. Okay, we will definitely do that. Um, Lord, I just submit that situation to you, especially for Reuben and Lord, where there's division, where there's anger, where there's violence, where there is abuse. Um, where there, I just I bring these intentions to you. And I give you everyone who's on hold here, Lord, and everyone who's praying with me, wherever they are, be it Nigeria, be it England, be it the continental U.S. I'm going to pray for Kevin Turley because he just came to mind. I know he prays to chapel with us quite often, and he's over in England. Uh, Lord, I give you, I give you my heart, with every need and want, desire and intention I have. You know, I tell you about them all the time, and I give you my family members here, the spiritual family of mine, who I present to you quite frequently throughout the day. And I ask today, you hear their prayers. Today, you allow those graces to reach them. Today, you put into motion those miracles that they cry out for. We thank you for your mercy. We pray for the grace to submit to your holy will. So we turn to you again and pray. 
Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful Sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. And I do want to pray for peace in the world as well as the U.S. has launched retaliatory strikes in Iraq and Syria after that deadly attack on our military base in, in Jordan. So, Lord, I just pray for peace in the world. Uh, we conclude our prayer, Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One. Have mercy on us and on the whole holy world. Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal God, in whom mercy is endless and the treasury of compassion inexhaustible, Please look kindly upon us and increase your mercy in us so that in difficult moments we may not despair nor become despondent, but with great confidence submit ourselves to your holy will, which is love and mercy itself. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Our Lady Queen of Heaven. Pray for us. Our Lady of Champion. Pray for us. Mother of Mercy. Pray for us. Our Lady of Guadalupe. Pray for us. And Our Lady of Palestine. Pray for and us. And I'm going to stop on this and just make a point on this prayer. People get mad when I invoke Our Lady of Palestine. This is not an Israeli-Palestinian invocation. Um, yeah, I was actually became a, um, a Knight of the Holy Sepulchre on the Feast of Our Lady of Palestine. So look up who Our Lady of Palestine is. And uh, reflect on, think about what, what Palestine was in the time of Jesus, too. So that's why I often invoke her. I was made a knight uh, on that day, on, the, on her feast day. Uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe. Pray for us. Our Lady of um, Reconciler, uh, Our Lady Reconciler for Peoples and Nations. Pray for us. Virgin Most Powerful. Pray for us. Um, St. Joseph. Pray for Saint us. St. Faustina. Pray for Saint us. St. John Paul II. Pray for us. St. Peregrine. Pray for us. Oh, St. Jose Maria Escriva. Pray for us. St. Patrick. Pray for Blessed us. Blessed Michael Sopochko. Pray for us. St. Bridget. Pray for us. Who else today? I don't know. <laughs> All you angels and saints. Pray for us. Pray for us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I, look, I hope you can stay with me. Coming up, we're going to take a look at um, latest job numbers are really good, actually. Unemployment, we'll look at that. But I also want to look at AI. Um and I've been reading and consuming a lot of information on artificial intelligence. There's talk about consciousness. There's talk about how AI can terminate the human race. There's talk about uh, its intelligence level and how quickly it's multiplying. We'll get into all of that and more. How do we look at that? Will AI be part of this transhumanism we've talked about in the past? How do Catholics look at that? Uh, um, uh, Elon Musk just had a neural implant which was successful. We are on the brink of a strange new world, so we'll peer into the future when I return. Stay with me. You can listen to the conversation right here on the station you're tuned into on our mobile app. It's great to download at relevantradio.com or your app store on Google or, or Apple. 
or uh, well, I guess those are the only places you can really do it, right, Mag? I was about to say, watch us on YouTube, but here's where I turn off the screen. <laughs> I'll be back in a minute. Don't go away. Tweet us your prayer intention anytime on Twitter at Drew Mariani Show. Hey, looking for a new job? How about one that offers opportunities for spiritual, social, and charitable growth? Our sponsor, Catholic Order of Foresters, is hiring new agents today. Visit relevantradio.com slash Forrester. An Illinois Life Insurance Society, not available in all states. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Hey, thanks for joining me. So good to talk with you. It really is. It's even better to pray with you. I mean, I just, I love I love praying the chapel of divine mercy with you. Do me a favor, though. Pray for me. All right? You know, I, I know sometimes, oh, Drew doesn't need my prayers. It's like, believe me, Drew needs your prayers more than anybody. <laughs> right? Drew, pray for your priests. You know, pray, pray, pray. Let's pray for one another. I pray for you all the time. And, and I, I just say that because, it's, you know, I, I want you to not only know it, but I, I hope you feel it. Uh, every day when I am either at Mass or praying my rosary or my chaplet or when I am uh, spending time with the Lord, adoration, um, you are in my prayers, okay? So I'm praying for you. I could use your prayers, too. A lot going on. A lot I ask the Lord for, too. And uh, he's good to me. kind of spoils me. My wife tells me I'm spoiled. She says, you're so spoiled. <laughs> God is good. He is. He is so good. I love it. I love the way he, he responds. we got a lot to get into today. If you missed any of the conversation, you can go ahead and go to the archives and download those those conversations, okay? Uh, Maggie uh, will have it up after the broadcast is over, and you simply have to go to uh, uh, relevantradio.com to download it or wherever your podcasts are, are housed, all right? Coming up in just a bit, of Peter Grant is going to be stopping by, and as I said, we'll also talk AI. Fascinating topic. I've listened to some Google executives and to others who are the tip of the spear on this stuff, and they have grave concerns, and I just want to kind of look down the road and... Uh, and around the corner. Latest job numbers came out today, and uh, they were pretty good, at least according to the Labor Department. They they far exceeded. They went beyond what Wall Street was expecting. Uh, they, they they came in, I think, uh, 353,000. That's a pretty solid gain. And the gains were made primarily in professional and business services and in healthcare and in government and social assistance. But um, guess what? The Labor Department actually reversed a revision streak. Remember I've been telling you about this? I, we've been seeing these numbers come out, and then they're always really great, right? And then they they kind of dial them back every single month for at least, least, I, I would argue, a year and a half. The department would announce a certain number of new jobs. Then the next month, they'd revise that number downward. So you figure, well, how true are these numbers, right? Well, this time around, the revision for the November and December showed gains with December showing a gain of 117,000 uh, jobs. So uh, Wall Street reacted, and there have been significant, significant gains in the stock market. The major indices have been climbing over the last couple of months, primarily on hopes that the Fed Federal Reserve is going to start to cut interest rates again. I, I think that's coming. I think we'll see that soon. But that's something the Fed didn't do at their last meeting. Uh, you know, Earlier this week, a lot of people were wondering whether that would happen. Um, of course, the market came down a little bit after that. But um, it, it's too soon 
to tell if inflation really has been tamed or not. So they're being pretty conservative. It, with gas, right? You know, you're, I don't know if you've been to the pump recently and filled up. Gas prices are starting to go back up at the pump. Um, on top of that, we've got national debt. We'll talk about that, too. And it keeps growing. The Daily Caller reported that the last quarter of 2023, the gross domestic product, our GDP, was at $329 billion. That was a healthy 3% gain over the same quarter in 2022. But, gosh, at the same time, the nation's deficit, we climbed $800 billion. So we added more than double to the deficit than the whole economy took in. And that's a that's a serious problem. Joining me today, we'll break it all down. We'll take your calls and your questions. Uh, here today is Peter Grandich, former Wall Street whiz kid. That's what he likes to call himself. And I love his story. Without a, uh, without a high school degree, Became very famous on Wall Street. And I like to say the guy's a millionaire. He made millions and lost millions more than once. He's been very open with all of us as a family here about his struggle with depression and uh, his ability to rise above it. And you can read his whole story. It's called Confessions of a Wall of a Former Wall Street Whiz Kid. Confessions of a Former Wall Street Whiz Kid. And it's free. He makes it available to you. And you can also tap into his expertise at his website, petergrandage.com. That's Peter. Grandich.com. Peter, good afternoon. Good to have you with us today. Man, I'm listening to you describe the markets. I'm not long for a position here. You're going to be doing this by yourself. <laughs> oh, Peter, you're funny. You're the pro, bro. You are the pro. I uh, I just sit back. I look at these numbers. I've you know, been following what we're, what, you know, you and I have been talking about for week after week. Job numbers look good. Um, my question to you, because we keep seeing all these revisions, do you believe the numbers? Uh, is it a good sign? Is Joe Biden's policies working? What's driving this? Well, there's an article out by a wonderful website called Zero Hedge. In fact, I sent it up to Maggie. You know, I don't know mm -hmm. if they can put it up on your Facebook page. Sure. It's certainly going to go up on a special video that I'm doing after the close tonight to my followers, because as that article entitled, it was the biggest false number in modern history. Wow. And they're not alone. And that's one of the reasons why the stock market turned from a sharp loss early and then finished strongly. Because when you go through these numbers and you see how massage is too light of a word, uh, fix, I think, is a much better word, wow. uh, to get this to what we're at, it really brings into question now not only the validity of this number, and by the way, I brought this to your attention in the past when we were going through all those re redones and a year ago. There's two statistic numbers they put out. They put out the payroll number, which most of Wall Street and the financial media locks onto, and then they put out what's also a household survey that the government does. And the discrepancy in them is so huge, there's no sense anymore in the matters. Economists are looking and saying there's too much of a discrepancy. You have here, as you said today, a number that was well above, again, anything anybody could have estimated, and yet the household survey actually showed a loss of jobs. And it doesn't make sense because they're supposedly talking to the same types of people, Americans. One shouldn't be saying one thing and one shouldn't be saying another. So I'll just tell you this. The fact that the stock market took from off the lows and rallied as it circulated and people had time to look at how the got to this number where it was, you can bet your bottom dollar, it may take a few months, but no later than this time next year, this number will be greatly ratcheted down. And it calls into question two things. This is the importance of this for what your listeners should be concerned about. It calls into question is another part of government 
not living up to the honor standards that we expect our government to, because a, a massage number, if we're correct, greatly benefits one person and maybe not the other. And I'm talking basically in the political aisle. And two, if the Federal Reserve truly uses the Bureau of Labor Statistics for what we see they use, then anybody that was talking about a soft landing or any quick interest rate cut, and that's why the market originally went down, because that would be the assumption after you saw this number, that that's not going to occur. Not when you have wages going up six-tenths of one percent, but then you find out later when you read through it, they purposely shrunk the work hour. And so that's why it looks wow. stronger than it really is. And it's just, it's, it's just for me, and I'll just speak for me. For me, it's a very sad status now that they're getting to the point now where I can't even trust government statistics. It was one thing when we said that about yeah. third world countries, yeah. or we said it even about China when we were concerned about the numbers that they would put out. But now here in my own country and where I made my living for almost 40 years. So do you think this is driven by politics, by the fact that we have an election coming up and we need to, the Biden administration needs to have um, something to stand on and say, hey, jobs are up, you know, inflation is steadying and they, the economy is somewhat propped up. Do you think we're in store for a major correction, maybe six months down the road or after election? So, Drew, both sides, whether you're on the left or the right, have very good arguments to point to the opposition and saying, look at the things that they're up to and they're doing, which isn't right, isn't truthful, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So governments that are in charge have much more influence than people that might have once been in charge and are trying to be in charge again. And so if you're on that camp that's in charge, particularly if you really distaste the other side to the point of revulsion, then you'll seek and do things, I think, that otherwise you might have not done. At the very best, what I can say here is, who's ever ultimately responsible for this, especially when seasoned economists now, who normally side with the Bureau of Labor Statistics and support them, now are questioning openly, at the very minimum, whatever data gathering system they're using, their birth model and all, is completely out, out of sync and needs to be fixed. Because when you look at all the other numbers that came out for the month, whether it's from IMS studies, manufacturing, JOLT report, the tremendous layoffs we have, you can't, you can't compare the both. You can't, you can't match both of them. Somebody, somebody's got it wrong. And here it's one group saying everything and a whole bunch of other people saying the other thing. I'm going to side with the whole bunch of other people. So explain to me why are stocks going so high i mean the down the s&p 500 keep making record highs and i don't think the nasdaq is is too far behind if there are wise guys like you on the street don't they see through these numbers or is there something i'm missing well you i'm from new jersey so when you say wise guy i want to make sure you clarify yourself hmm. mafioso right <laughs> so the bottom the bottom line to that is in two years we've gone nowhere as fast we're really back to levels that we were two years ago. So if you want to say that we, we lost 20-something percent and then we made that all up and that's good, but realistically, we're basically where we are for two years. And by the way, Drew, 
what's really concerning here, and I and I don't come here to tout my own horn, but I am going to say this because it, it's a way to answer your question properly. We have gotten so heavyweighted in a few short areas that are leading this where it's not widespread. Something that's been counted called the Magnificent Seven. Seven stocks now that really have carried this from the lows that were made a year and a half ago till now. And unless this market can see expansion where everyday companies are seeing the type of rises that these are, for minimally we'd be in danger for a serious correction. But I'm convinced and something I haven't done since the early days of COVID, I don't trade. Uh, I can count on one hand the people I've ever met trading. I'm not one of them. So all these other people that have come and gone that sell these trading systems, I think they make their money from selling the system and then actually using it. But I believe that if we get a melt up here and we get to this 40000 on the Dow, which would create so much hoopla and so much fan fail in the financial media and in the regular media and politically going into election, how critical that would be. I'm going to look to actually short and bet against the stock market. And I'm not telling people to do that because like I said, for most parts, you don't make money, but that's how concerning it is. And I will tell you this much for people out there that are concerned about equities or are trying to use equities to maintain or increase wealth. The markets outside the United States are so much better priced and offer so much better valuation. And in fact, some of them are at the biggest ratio spread between the valuations here and what you purchase there. So if I was someone that was needing to be or wanted to be in the general equity markets, my suggestion to people would be is to look at things that are outside the U.S. stock market. You're in gold? Is that where most of your interests are? Well... Well, hold the thought, now, Peter. I, hold the thought. I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll I'll let you share with everyone kind of where your position is when we return. And look, I only have uh, Peter Grandish for maybe 10 minutes, and we're going to talk all sorts of things. I want to give you a little bit of hope here, too. So uh, when we return, feel free to uh, to join us. Uh, as I said, I have a few minutes for him. But if you've got a question or comment and insight, something you want to run by our guest today, Peter Grandish, here's your, your direct line. It's 888 Triple eight nine one four nine one four nine. You can call now to get in, and our conversation will continue with more right after this. A look at your markets and your money. It's Finance Friday with Peter Grandish, the Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. This hour is supported by Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. Join the nation's largest Catholic-oriented credit union and receive two hundred dollars when you add a direct deposit. Learn more at NotreDameFCU.com slash join. That's NotreDameFCU.com slash join. Live coast to coast, a look at life you'll never get anywhere else. The Drew Mariani Show is on Relevant Radio. Well, it is so good to be with you today. Thank you for joining me. Putting our finger on the pulse of the economy. There's been some good numbers. And if you've looked at your 401k or the market lately, things look pretty hot. So I thought we'd get Peter Granich to give us a perspective on what's happening. Are there currents flowing beneath the surface that we do not see? And what's it going to look like in the not-too-distant future? And Peter, a lot of people are very, you know, 
they're concerned, I, I know, about the economy. Um, they're concerned about the future. And there are a lot of people would be curious if you're not really trading, you know, what you position yourself in and how you see the future. So let me start with that, and we'll, we'll pick it up there. So, first of all, any of us that supposedly look into a crystal ball about to make predictions, all we do is become experts on broken glass. So none of us know the real future. Don't don't begin to believe that anywhere, whether for me or anybody. Some of us, because 40 years of doing this and living and breathing it, maybe I can make a better educated guess than someone else, but we're at best making good guesses. We don't know for certain on anything. But I will tell you this. As I told you, this is my 40th year. I started the year by telling our clients and our planning group, my friends and followers that follow me, that we are no longer should be focusing on capital appreciation. We should be focusing on capital preservation and live a life less is more, which you and I discussed much, and to have an attitude of a live chicken versus a dead duck. And let me just tell you quickly why, again, so we don't have to go over it every week and people get so tired of hearing this guy on the radio, they don't tune into your program anymore on Fridays. But we are facing some unbelievable issues in America that have basically been pushed aside by what I coined the don't worry, be happy crowd on Wall Street. The first is you and I have talked about it. The debt crisis is completely out of hand. You made a very good point that our GDP went up, but we almost had to borrow $3 just to get a dollar of growth. That's un, it's not doable for a very long period of time, but worse than that is we're now having multi-trillion dollar deficits. The stock market actually rallied earlier this year when the government announced it was not going to borrow $820 billion, it was only going to borrow $760 billion. And because it was $60 billion less, that was a good thing. That's $760 billion we're borrowing just for three months' worth of running the government. And if we keep doing it at that rate, that'll be a $3 trillion deficit. Not debt, deficit. One year. We're at $34 trillion. The Congressional Budget Office now says as early as seven years we could be at $50 trillion the way the government is spending money hand over foot and what it needs to spend it on. I'll say this again. At $50 trillion, at just a 5% interest rate, a $2.5 trillion interest expense on a government that's only taken in a little over $5 trillion last year in its best year ever, and that may go up some too, is unsustainable. At a 50% cost to interest rate, we could not run the government the way that we know it. Yet people just, eh, it's no problem. Then I tell them about a retirement crisis and an aging crisis. 65% of Americans working without a paycheck. People now earning as much as $150,000 still having to go to food banks in order to get through wow. a month. Then you have the immigration issue. I call it an invasion, but maybe that's too strong. But for me, when we have tens of million people coming with just their shirts on their back, good people are not, not here to argue that, but that's an additional large liability. Then you have the BRIC nation. We've gone through this. When countries are forming left and right around the world, not to be involved in the United States in any way, and eventually not to even use its currency. And then fifth, the problem that we would hope the people we would go to fix the things you and I just discussed is unfixable because they're unfixable right now. The two parties cannot even go in a room and make decent legislation because they can't stand each other. But now they have fractions within their own party that is fighting with other members of their party. So it's hard for me, as much as I would like to come in here in a place that brings hope to people, yep. that's what Relevant Radio is about. And you have this guy on here that's basically preaching doom and gloom, but it's what I see. And as I always tell everybody, as bad as that is, 
because we've been blessed to understand the, the, the manual of life, Scripture, and the teachings that our church has us, we should always have hope, no matter what's going to happen economically and all, because this is what it's not all about. It's all about the gift that God has gives us for an afterlife. That's what we're working on, not to try to beat the stock market, not to try to live in a better house or a better car, but to get through this as a stepping stone to a place that is beyond any of us could ever imagine how great it is. My guest today, Peter Grandage. Good advice, Peter. Let me grab one quick call, and I do want to get your take on the upcoming Super Bowl. I don't have a chance to talk beforehand, but Jack's been waiting. He's in, uh, in Iowa. He's got a question for you. Hi, Jack. Good afternoon. Great show. Thanks, Jack. Say, um, I'm at 68. Want to retire, but apprehensive about not having income. Mm-hmm. I, have a great, I have a great 401 retirement plan. It's, we've built a great nest egg. Um, I've got a lot of it, probably 90, 95% of it in the stock market at my age. Wow. I do have longevity. My parents are both survived into their early mid nineties. And, um, that's, I, I feel it's too much. So, and I, for some reason I've been apprehensive about calling up the financial advisor who has perhaps a vested interest or doesn't have it. Perhaps he does have a vested interest in keeping me in the stock market, as opposed to a money market or uh, or, 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 sure. or what do you call it, bonds or, or you know federal or, or city state bonds. So um, I'll so answer Jack- your question real quickly. It's the standard answer I give to people, no matter what the story was, their age, whether I should buy, sell, or hold. And I always tell people, could you today? Knowing everything that you know about yourself, where you stand, where you think you're going, you can count on that longevity or not. Could you first buy all those things at what they're at and have that much in it? If you hesitate or say no, that's your first signal that maybe you have to make a change. Personally, I would tell you, given everything you said, even though you're counting on longevity, but only God knows how long we're going to live. If you walked into my office just based on that and based how I feel, I would tell you that's too much exposure in one area. But that's just me, and I don't know much about you. All right. And, and Jack, I, I wish I had more time, but I have about a moment or two left, and I'm grateful for your call. You can check out Peter. It's petergrandage.com if you want to sign up for his email. He gives insights. You can follow him on Twitter as well and a lot of other places. Peter, I only have a couple moments left, and I have to uh, make a very public confession. Uh, all throughout the playoffs— uh, for the NFL, every team I rooted for or chose lost. <laughs> so I come into the studio. Uh, I guess it was Monday after that last playoff game, and uh, the or the championship games, and uh, yeah, everybody's saying, "Who who are you picking for the Super Bowl?" Because they they want me to pick the. Uh, I guess they want to pick the winner because they don't want to pick a loser. Who are you picking? Well, as you know, I worked myself out of sports. I don't watch it in the same manner nor root for it as it does. But there is one young man that I'm rooting for tremendously there, and I guess that means I'll be rooting for his team. Brock Purdy, Hmm. who's the young quarterback for the 49ers, is a devout Christian, genuine as they come, and a great story. Mr. Irrelevant gets put the last person to bid in the draft. Goes in, hurts himself in the championship game last year. Now he's back in the Super Bowl. I hope that young man wins, and and I know the first thing out of his mouth will be to Christ, not to anybody else. Amen to that, Peter. What a beautiful way to end our conversation today. Thanks so much for all you do. We'll pray for you, okay? Keep up your good work. We'll talk soon. That's Peter Grandage. It's top of the hour. News and headlines are straight ahead, but I'll be back on the other side. Stay with me.